Welcome to Integral Christian Network Podcast, where we explore ways of evolving towards a more loving, inclusive, and embodied mystical Christianity. Today we're going to start with a little whole body mystical awakening practice like we usually do. Today we're going to be talking about the we space, so we'll try to incorporate that a little bit as much as we can in a podcast format. So... Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as you're listening now, move your awareness into your body. Start with your heart and the energetic presence of your radiant center and the energy in your chest. And then sense your womb space, your being in your gut, in the presence of your deepest self, being here in this moment. Let your mind be cleared and still and ready to receive. Touch base again with your heart center. And just for a moment, Allow yourself to move from that heart space within out beyond your body to a space among. Maybe you're physically alone. Maybe there's others around you. You might sense them. You might feel a presence arising, someone who's with you spiritual guide whoever it might be know that you are connected to others in love from your heart and let this awareness hold you as we explore the we space here now So, Luke, one of the beautiful things that I was experiencing as we were uh, grounding ourselves in the moment and being open to the wee space between you and I and and the wee spaces around us, that I'm hearing your wonderful children play in the background. And I found that (laughs) as we were grounding, my heart was just enlivened. You know, Um, it was it really was this beautiful moment of recognizing the immense beauty of life going on around us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, they're right outside my door playing. I'm I'm in my bedroom, which doubles as my office. And, you know, that's life. It's like, you know, as much as it's nice to get away to a monastery and shut out all noises and distractions. I mean, this is what we're living in. And that's really, you know, I couldn't hear him because I have headphones on. But <laughs> it's a beautiful, uh, yeah, symbol of the we space that that we're doing this in the midst of life, that we're not alone, that we're surrounded by by love and yeah, my kids are, are delightful most of the time and uh, playing playing nice and, and wonderfully right now, I'm sure. <laughs> well, something that we've tapped into before, and it's, it's what I love about the work that you and Paul are doing, is this um, complete acceptability of mysticism in real life. And, and that's not meant to be a dig at our brothers and sisters who are writing from monasteries. But what does a mysticism look like outside of the monastery? And there's been some folks who've done some really great work in that. 
but the deep dive that, that you two are bringing to um, the world around us, um, I think is just, is this fantastic alternative narrative to practice we space spirituality. And it's, I remember, I remember doing um, Enneagram work and we were doing a lot of body grounding and, and uh, during one, one workshop, um, I had someone say, you know, I really wish they'd quit the construction outside because it's really messing with my presence. And once we all kind of brought to attention, like, that is presence. It's happening right now. I mean, it's just, they, you're judging it, you know, <laughs> you're resisting it. Um, but it, it's part of what's happening. It's what, part of what's arising right now. And, and it became this beautiful moment of recognizing, my goodness, you know, presence is not a feeling. Presence is not just an idealized state. Grounding ourselves in the body, in the heart, our feet, our, our headspace, all of these things is not just I am becoming present to things, but presence is happening and I am now more fully embodied in my participation with it. So here yeah. we are. I, I'd love for us to jump right in and, and talk about what ICN's um, We Space groups are all about. Well, and that's, you know, what you're naming there is is a sense of the We Space that you know, sometimes we can have this sort of idealized approach to spirituality that we, you know, close our prayer closet and have this, this separated time that we can kind of recharge. And, you know, all of that's definitely true and can be a part of what we're doing, but very much, yeah, spirituality and mysticism in the midst of life will always have what we could call distractions or what we could call the reality of the world around us, right? That, that if we want to be embodied and we want to be relational, we want a spirituality that impacts the lives that we live and in the context of the reality that we engage with. Um, it can't be just this own sort of individual separated on its own kind of process that we go and do. And then we come back to life and, and try to connect the dots or, or, you know, draw, draw the strings or whatever metaphor fits there. I don't know, but, but we, we can do this in the midst of our life. Uh, we can do it with, with the sounds of construction around us, with our kids in the background, with the, um, you know, just the realities that confront us at every moment. And it, it doesn't have to be this totally shut off. Um, and that, that's really the beauty of engaged, energized, embodied um, energy that just has this this presence that, that pulls us into it. And really, the we space is the core expression of the movement in that, that it's not a separate thing. It's not um, set apart from everyone else. It's, it's connected, it's deeply connected and it's engaged and it's relational. So those are kind of the ideal ideals behind it, right? But the way we move into that is by embracing that in our practice, by shifting from a shoulder to shoulder spirituality where we're sitting next to people and kind of watching the same thing or doing the same thing, but we're all in our own little individualized contained spaces and turning from that shoulder to shoulder to a heart to heart, to a deeper ways of connection between us, among us, and recognizing that there's a space in our spirituality um, that we have to embrace, that we have to engage in if we really want uh, to move into that idea that we we aren't separate, you know, all is one. There's this great union, this love between us, right? These kind of lofty spiritual ideas that sometimes we spout off, like, okay, what does that look like in actual engaged practice together with one another, not just kind of doing the same thing in the same space, right? Being alone with God uh, together, right? But being together, together with God together. So uh, that's kind of what we seek to do in the we space. Yeah. 
I man, shoulder, you dropped a whole load of thought bombs on us there, and I want to make sure that we unpack some of the just amazing statements that you made. I love the shoulder to shoulder moving towards heart to heart. You know, we're we're living in a time where, you know, there's been this mass awakening to um, some of the injustices going on in the world, and there is a lot of shoulder to shoulder, and it's necessary. Um, but bringing that heart space into embodiment and bringing um, that attunement to one another in that way is just so powerful. You know, 16 years ago, I, I, I know I've referenced this uh, in, a, in other podcasts, but when I had mystical explosive spirituality going on 16 years ago, the mantra that actually came out of that was spirituality is relationship. It's it, it, the danger that we kind of face in our context, especially us, you know, white males in North America, is everybody's kind of their own bodhisattva. Everybody's their own enlightened leader, you know. And there's not necessarily, there can be such a um, bent towards individualistic spirituality. I, ha- I will decide what is spiritual, what is ideal, what is all these things. And I don't want to demonize that, that there's, there's a beauty to that capacity for all of us to really strive to to um, to grow and to develop but that's only possible in the context of relationship so the we space that you and I experienced is really about that interconnectivity that capacity to to exercise a different set of muscles and I was wondering if you if you would say a little bit more about that yeah, I mean, even, you know, I can relate that to my own. You know, it's funny, I, I got there <laughs> to the we space kind of by reaching the end of my own individuality. I mean, I'm a Enneagram 5. I'm, you know, like my personal space, my quiet time, you know, all of those things. Early on, I, I always sought to kind of connect to my heart more because uh, I knew that was something I needed to do. But I, I I went on the contemplative journey, this mystical inward interior thing my whole life. And I eventually got to the point where I, I knew that spirit was saying to me, you can't go any further by yourself. Like in this solo interior space, there's no further to go. You know, so even if you're looking at it through that lens of like my own personal spiritual journey, right? Uh, there's only so far that, that we can do that alone in and of ourselves. So it was moving into this we space, into this direct energetic attention, awareness of the space between us that, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much that we could talk about there. Um, trying to even think where to start. I think probably a good place to start is to really identify the safety that happens in we space. We're all, there's no hierarchy. So people, uh, who may be concerned that there's you know, one leader who's who's guiding the whole thing. That's not what this is about. This really is about connecting to one another as we are and not as we should be or could be. So when when you're connecting in safety in, in these we space groups, there's no one person controlling it. There's one person that's guiding it or that's saying, hey, I'll take this week. I'll, I'll lead us in body grounding and 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 um, and, and whole space, um, you know, mystical awakening. Um, uh, exercises, but then we all get a chance to care for one another. And I was wondering if you would take a moment to say, you know, how did you come to uh, the conclusion that that 
is a is a powerful way for us to connect with one another. Yeah. So that first of all, that safety and trust that you're naming in the we space really is remarkable. I mean, it a lot of it has to do with kind of how we set up the space and and how we seek to hold loving space together. But it, you know, when we come into that space, you know, a lot of times we stay inside ourselves because we're guarded or we're suspicious or we don't know these other people, right? So I can't, you know, I can't trust them. I can't move in that. But again, it's this deeper spirituality that we are all deeply connected. We are, um, we have this this interbeing, this, this space, you know, we're not just confined within. And so when we think that we do that, that's actually a a type of illusion. So moving into the we space, you know, letting ourselves go into the space among us, uh, especially in the way we do it as sort of this gathered group of, you know, integral Christians that are, um, we have this sort of common background and commonality of, of the heart of, you know, hopefully the best of Christianity and the evolving forms of that. But we, we come from this deep surge of love in our heart. We come, we enter into the we space with love and it has to be with love. Otherwise, you know, why are we here? What are we doing? I mean, there's lots of other reasons why we could do that, but when we entered into it with love and trust with one another, it's not a trust that's based on a common knowledge or a shared history or a lot of the traditional ways that we grow to trust people. But we move into that space if we're able to with an open heart and vulnerability. And it's amazing that the connection we find so quickly and with one another in this in this sort of space of safety together. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's like um, really a, a characteristic, the quality that that runs throughout all the we space groups that we do. That's that's really wonderful and amazing and uh, and really necessary to make that shift from I to we to move out into that space to feel feel that safety has to be through the movement of love. So, yeah. And I was wondering if you would um, maybe just unpack a little bit more on the whole body, wholehearted mystical awakening and, and how, how you came to that as a starting place for, you know, bonding the we space group in order to experience, uh, mystical consciousness. And, and I'll just jump in real quick to say that in that safety that we have with each other, there's room for us to experiment, uh, as we hold each other, uh, if you will, in, in, in meditative space. Um, and as we go around the group and, and hold each person as they are, there's been some very powerful things that have come up. I've had people sing over me. I've had um, people uh, describe visions that they were having. Um, I have sung over people, and I wouldn't normally do that in any other c- circumstance, but uh, a song came forth. And, and I'm only listening one since you are the one who's helping to lead and establish all these groups. I'm heard, I'm sure you've heard of a myriad of ways in which you experience risk and, and safety and, um, and even, uh, I would say, uh, uh, I don't use the word lightly, but fail is too strong a word, but like I took yeah. a risk. It didn't work out and that's okay. 
Yeah, that's how we learn, right? That's how you practice. It's a spiritual practice. You have to engage to try things and offer things that don't, you know, maybe it doesn't fit or you realize you were speaking out of your ego or your projections or your subconscious. And it's like, oh, okay, well, not that one. But that's more about integral prayer, which we'll talk about, you know, more as the expression of how we enter into we space in a in sort of a giving consciousness, praying for one another at a deeper level. So that's that's kind of the end point of the we space in a sense that we we move into that expression for one another initially we move into it through the whole body mystical awakening practice like we talked about before and each of those four centers of spiritual knowing and through that whole body mystical awakening practice we can do that individually or in the we space we do a we space form of that where we move from our centers of spiritual knowing within to that we space among us. So it's not just our own individual heart, it's the group heart. It's not just our own womb, it's the womb of the group, the body of the group, the the mind of the group in a sense, right? And so many of our traditional spaces, since we're so mind-oriented in Western culture, the way that we enter into what we could call we space, I wouldn't call it that, but into, you know, shared space with others is with our minds, with dialogue, with talking about things and ideas and, uh, you know, and that's good. We learn a lot. That's how we relate primarily, but there's so much more deep, more depth and uh, a degree of we that we can enter into when we move into it in these in this holistic way in this this full sense and that includes our mind but but we're moving into with our mind from a spiritual knowing state not the ideas that we already have so we often say you know in this space we're going to share not what we already know, but what we're about to know. There's an emergent quality to being in the we together where things arise and we're able to, to, to sense those and and recognize them either for ourselves or for the whole group or for one another. And like I said, the concrete expressions of that we call integral prayer, which is a whole other topic, but the, the we space itself, you know, from that movement out of my head, integrating the rest of my body, you know, recognizing that, those spaces moving into into a we space among us uh, that happens first kind of just energetically there's an energy field of the group that gets created when we move together in an intentional engagement toward and with one another and that's that's a uh, an energetic felt sense that um, people often even feel with their hands. Like we says, you know, we say, open your hands to the group, like, like let it, you know, recognize that there's this, this field between us. And some people even feel a pressure against their hands. Many, many people actually. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And, um, it's one of the things that you just mentioned about not just saying what we already know, but paying attention to the knowing that's arising as we participate with, with presence um, in the Ridwan school of A.H. Amas, we would do repetitive questions. And sometimes we would do a repetitive question for up to an hour. And when you're, repeat, you know, when you're having that question repeated to you for an hour, you know, tell, me, tell me something you used to be sure about, or tell me how you resist. Or we, they, the questions would always be at random, so you couldn't stack your answers when it, <laughs> when it was your opportunity. And even if you tried to stack your answers, you're going to run out. And what we, what we discover in that process is, of course, when, when you are open to the flow, um, it is amazing what, what really comes up. The depth of who you are, the depth of what's going on around us, the, 
the depth of experience. Uh, you know, um, some people say, you know, uh, he was just, he was in a stream of consciousness, which we take to mean he was just being really random at that point, or there are a lot of non sequiturs. What we're talking yeah, what we're talking about is flow of consciousness. Like it's not a random sort of just doughy blah, but there's uh, an intentionality to the connection. And I just want to say very quickly, uh, and, and something that you had mentioned also is when when we believe that physical distancing um, actually prohibits connection. Um, we are actually creating a barrier where there isn't one. And some of us in, in our We Space group, we're like separated by hundreds, if not a thousand miles, you know. Um, and yet it could feel like we are in the same room together. And I think there's something powerful to sh that shared We Space. That physical distancing actually, really, in some ways, no longer applies. Yeah, there's there's an element here that we're tapping into that you might call it quantum or non-locality, right? The, the nature of reality that that you know quantum science is sort of pointing at and is still largely unknown, right? <laughs> but it's saying it's not like we thought it was is is what we can draw primarily from that, right? That there's there's a lot more here than than what we we thought in sort of our contained Newtonian physics, right? So this sense of um, you know, non-locality is, is a huge one, right? That we are connected in ways that, that aren't necessarily always bound by time and space. And we can move into those and, and a, an evolutionary spirituality might seek to explore how we do that. <laughs> and so, you know, in, in these we space groups, right, we're, yeah, we're literally people across the globe and we're, you know, we use Zoom. So we're, we're focused, you know, we see each other's screens, but, you know, I hear people say time and again, they're amazed at how, um, how strong it is across the computer. Like, oh, I didn't think I could do this, you know, not being in the same physical space as someone. Um, you know, one of the nice things actually about using technology here is we are heart to heart with one another. We are literally facing one another on the screen. You can even see yourself. Whereas if you're in the physical space, you're sitting in a circle. So you're sort of oriented around one another, but you're, there's still an element of, you know, you can't see everyone at once. You can't, um, you know, so, so there's actually some ways it even heightens it. But that that energetic experience of that energy field, yeah, it's certainly not bound by physical space. And, and basically everyone says that, uh, whether they're surprised by it or not. Because you are uniquely positioned, um I would love for you, to, uh, uniquely positioned in the sense that you are, um, you're someone who's helping to uh, connect all of these uh, We Space groups. You're getting We Space groups started constantly, and and you check in with We Space groups. So I'm not looking for a bottom line because I know that that's not the way we're approaching this. But I'm wondering if you can maybe describe outcomes or expression common expressions of of what it's like when when folks are faithful to this practice what what are some of the, there may be surprising and maybe affirming like what are some of the things that you've noticed well, let me first say that you know we space as a term is a broader uh, integral kind of word that's come about of, of different ways of engaging together in groups 
sort of as an approach to higher conscious, right? Seeking collective consciousness or collective wisdom, maybe even healing, right? A, a lot of them are oriented around that. And our form of we space is particularly a mystical one where we're engaging in those energetic fields and movements, um, a little less verbally, more embodied, whole body, right? But the fruit of it really is kind of the, in a sense the same in that we are we are deepening our consciousness we are learning to move experientially into spaces that are beyond our normal egoic operating consciousness of every day and that are beyond our normal egoic individual <laughs> consciousness spaces of every day right so people who participated in the we space for a while start to recognize that, um, you know, their lived everyday normal reality is also connected to others, right? You, you start to, uh, move into this expansiveness, this recognition that the we space is there, that it exists when we're meeting together, but also all the other times as well. So you can actually move into that and that's with one another in the group. That's also with our spiritual guides, with God's presence around us. We, you know, you kind of move, you get this expansion, this expansiveness beyond your own individuality, uh, which is, I think, really important in spirituality. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, I'll, I'll pause there. There's there's more, but that's the first one that yeah, comes up. That's beautiful. And I, I feel like as we're wrapping this up, it we need to lean a little bit into the direction of the C and ICN. And uh, I know what that C stands for um, in, in terms of genuine Christ spirituality is about inclusion and, and the acceptance of, of the human in front of us or the we space folks around us. But I was wondering if you could just um, perhaps unpack a little bit why, why the C and ICN, especially in the we space context. Yeah, I mentioned it a little bit before, but coming with sort of a shared language, a shared history, a shared symbolic system, in a sense, is really huge for these wiki space groups, right? Because one of the things that we see with development into postmodernism and a greater globalized society is, you know, we all have, we're trying to to dissolve the boundaries. We're trying to show that we're not different, we're inclusive, we're accepting, right? But there's still this need for tribes that we want to include as we grow into that broader inclusiveness, right? So we still need groups and communities that can come together and nurture and support one another and, and grow and learn together, right? We're, we're dealing in these, these mystical spaces. We need to have a commonality of language, a commonality of experience, and a connection to the heart of God in the way that we understand it as Christians in a very broad, broadly defined term, right? We, we don't put, we don't define that by the boundaries and the walls and the, you know, the beliefs or the tenets, whatever, right? We define that by the heart of God, the heart of Christ and that might mean having spent half of your life in Buddhism. That might be someone who's still a practicing Muslim, right? There, it's not about some sort of identity marker or way that we see or define ourselves, but a language of experience and a tradition that has lots of gifts to offer us that we want to welcome and accept, um, primarily perhaps including the second person presence of God as expressed through Jesus or other spiritual guides, like those forms are going to come in a Christian sense, because that's the common language that we speak right now. Someone might have a 
uh, a spiritual guide like Kali or, you know, from another tradition or really we, we draw these things from other sources and we welcome them. Uh, but at the heart of it is sort of this, this common core of Christian language, Christian background, and in hopefully it's most loving and expansive sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny too, my, my oldest son and I, uh, we're, we're going through Star Trek, The Next Generation right now, and we came across one episode that was called The Samaritan Snare. And you probably know, and most people know, Star Trek was um, very specifically non-religious or trans-religious almost. It was like, we're leaving the God question kind of out of our exploration. And I thought, that's true, but you're still using Christian language, the Samaritan snare, you know? And that whole episode is, is, is about, you know, uh, being a good Samaritan and, and the, the, the entrapment that can happen when you do that. But I just thought, you know, it is a common language, whether you are post-religious, non-religious, it's in the very uh, dough of, of the bread of the West. And uh, I want to just say really quick that, you know, we have folks in our particular group that are definitely post-institution. But they understand, as you just shared, they understand the mythological symbols. They understand the language. We don't have to spend a lot of time making sure we're on the same page. And I, and I know that these groups really are open to where any anyone is coming from and where anybody is at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, we have we have people in our groups who identify or don't identify or right, right. as different religions or that we're we're bringing to this an experiential heart of mysticism expressed through Christian language, but that can be done by anyone. And I was, I mean, post institutional, yes, like a lot of us are absolutely. there. Even <laughs> even some of the pastors who yep. are in in their own forms of institution uh, institutions a big nasty word that we don't want to apply to everyone who's involved in you know local church or anything like that. Of course, but sure. uh, you know, I was actually just this last week I was thinking about it you know it's the sense of kind of like this is a real fresh idea so it might be might be wrong or or way off or something but just like meta Christianity in the mm. sense that we are you know if Christianity is going to evolve what's the evolution of Christianity right a lot of the ways that that it's being expressed and happening right now you know they have their value it's and it's helping a lot of people but there's so much more ahead there's so much more beyond and if we can kind of move into a sense of sort of meta Christianity, some people might even question, well, why bother? Why not just go beyond Christianity, go into sort of this broad, inclusive, all religious, you know, container. And then there's value to that and inner sure. spirituality and things that we can learn from one another. Um, but there's also, like you said, this deep embedded baked in reality and, and just the way we experience that, right? The way we move into the the we space is co-creative. We bring so much of this interior language and reality and symbols, the symbols and the depth of, of tradition that that really bring a rich richness to the space that we can't just create out of thin air. That that is something new. That's you know, we have thousands of years of <laughs> right of practice, engagement, and history that's that's brought us all of these things, and um, that's a gift that we want to take and then also expand. Absolutely. And what better way to expand than to experience and to, you know, embody uh, what it is that we're experiencing um, in the place where we're at, in the place where our group is at. What I love about our group is that we are so diverse. And no matter where anybody's at in the journey, 
the connection is what matters. Um, the connection in the diversity is what makes it so enriching. So if, even if someone is, is a deeply devout person or someone is just, I've had it, and, but there's something here that I'm finding that's beautiful, man, I, we're just the better for it. So what's a great way for someone who's interested in these things? Uh, where, where can we send them? Yeah, so WeSpace, the best place to dive into WeSpace is in a WeSpace group that we do with Integral Christian Network. And those are kind of starting and rolling periodically three times a year, usually, you know, uh, fall, winter, summer. And so go to the website, IntegralChristianNetwork.org, click on the WeSpace tab, and you can learn more about WeSpace and read about it, study it, but the best way is to experience it, right? To, to, to dive into a group and, and move into that experiential practice of, of WeSpace. space.